Hey, Welcome everyone. to Puchika Vos. Puchika Vos with Unforgettable. <laughs> Shut up. So we're we're on the road right now. Yeah, we're on our, we almost got in an accident with the person behind us. I know. Some gentrifier. So oh my god, shut up. <laughs> you I mean says the gentrifier. But so this is the first time I've been in a car with Sam since he got his licencia just a few months ago. Uh, and he hasn't called, killed me yet, so we're chilling. Yeah, we're good. I'm good. I can do Uber now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. No, but Loki, I heard that you only need your license, and you can actually do it. No, you can. I've been to some sketch-ass fucking Ubers and Lyfts. <laughs> oh no, you weren't in the one with Martha. Oh like, no. Stressed out woman was like oh. merging everywhere. She wasn't wearing her seatbelt. Yeah, whatever. So we're going to the Central American Film Festival and we're like low-key late, <laughs> running on brown time as always. Uh, I hope they didn't start. Oh, they were gonna do a folklorico, right? They were gonna, yeah, dude. It's like, I think a panameño, yeah, like a flocorico thing. And like, I think we're late for like the movie too that's gonna start soon. Anyway, we're fucking late. But I'm in LA, woo! Woo! <laughs> And we're really excited to go to this film festival and we're gonna see a bunch of movies and uh, just have fun and I really hope they have like at least popcorn like you can't have this film festival without popcorn yeah. minimum but yeah we're going to Hollywood right now um, and if you're there, we might see you there. yeah if you are there and maybe we'll meet you up like and maybe maybe we won't yeah so. I know we kind of are but I mean maybe we'll just like see each other I have orange hair right now okay. I dyed my hair so Pennywise. I know I got some Pennywise ass fucking shit <laughs> payasa ass shit so yeah well my folks uh, my mom hasn't said anything my dad hasn't even seen it oh, shit. yeah so my dad is gonna call me a payasa just wait <laughs> all right so we'll catch up later after hopefully we see the first few films and in between and we'll fill y'all in uh, as the weekend happens so there's a brief intermission right now yeah we just watched a really 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 interesting film honestly yo like it was so weird it was hella weird. it was hella white to begin with tbh like even though the, 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 the even though the director was uh latino director producer director producer actually yeah. a lot of the people he actually started it too. yeah but a lot of the people from the credits actually mm -hmm. produced it and, like made it but the cast was like pretty white and like a nation girl and they just left actually all of them just left literally they all bounced they all came to the film festival watched their film and left <laughs> <laughs> yo what whatever whatever let them be them you know but everything else we've watched has been like really great, really honestly. dope I really like the BC Tech. Oh, the BC Tech. BC yeah. Tech is good. Yeah, so it's this little like film where they use bicycles and the whole gear motion to power household appliances or like essentials for mm -hmm. folks in Central America. Yeah. So they have one that clears the corn husk for them, and there's one that you know is a blender for them, and what's the other one? There's one with coffee, with yeah. shell coffee or something. Yeah, and so it was really awesome. Just you know, you're just biking, you're doing your thing, and you're making your liquid, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Herbalife little... life who? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> My little juguito. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that, that was one of my personal favorites, and I don't know if you had any. Well, one that I wouldn't say was like a favorite, but it was really interesting was this film. It was all in Swedish, <laughs> and we were like, what? And it was just obviously these Swedish white characters. Mm-hmm. And it was so confusing. It was a queer short film, and it was actually pretty pretty good. Yeah. It was actually very good. Mm-hmm. But we were really confused because there was no Central American people, and it mm-hmm. didn't seem anything to do with Central America. And then we found out that the director mm-hmm. was this Central American and sweet no, Costa Rican and Swedish woman. <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> Swedish woman. And so that was like an interesting surprise. But everything else has been really, really cool. I really like the the 20 years later one. Oh, 20 years later. That was like was one of the really first good ones. One. Um, mostly because of that woman who was involved in the Congreso. Sandra. In Guatemala. There's yeah, a lot Sandra. of Sandras. Yeah, she was awesome, <laughs> honestly. She was talking about how she was a musician. She grabbed the mic in the Congreso. She, she was like, I'm going to talk. Yeah, <laughs> I loved her. She's dope. Uh, but yeah, we still have... There's another movie that I really want to see. And there's also been a good amount of Q&As with like, really good we people. Jose, the story of Jose. Jose, Jose. So the story is about this former prison inmate, and he spent 22 years in prison. Got let out in 2015, and it's his whole story about you know dealing with going through the prison system and readjusting to society, but also going through the immigrant experience at the same time. Because as we know, if you are an immigrant, then you have got to deal with immigration services after you've already gone through prison. Yeah. And so it was really interesting. He was here also. He was talking to us. Sandra asked a really funny question. I did ask a really... I asked him because he got incarcerated in the mid-90s and he got out like 2015, I think. Mm -hmm. And I just asked him because everyone was asking pretty basic questions like, how did it feel to get your... So he had ankle bracelets in the movie. How did it feel to get your ankle bracelet off? And I was like, come on, food. Like, he's obviously happy and yeah, relieved, right? Yeah, like, so, how are you going to feel? Are you going to be sad? Like, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I asked, like, I wanted something light and fun. So I said, what was the piece of technology that you had after you got out? And that really blew your mind. He had this cute story about uh, his phone and just yeah, texting. and like so excited. He, you know, he was so pumped when I asked him this question because I, I got really positive person and he looked like a, a nice dweeb <laughs> like an adorable yeah. lovable geek yeah he's just excited to be back <laughs> but and his boo was there everyone was there yeah it was fun i've had a good time at the film festival there's still another day tomorrow yeah there's still one more day and yeah. we might bring our families yeah, to that one i'm excited for that so it's gonna be lit or okay so that's our check-in for now. Check-in for now. Hope y'all are doing well. <laughs> Mini bendición. <laughs> Mini bendición. I hope you are feeling okay. Drink and some coffee. <laughs> no, drink some water. First drink some wine. Uh. <laughs> drink a Smirnoff ice. No. <laughs> Chug a Smirnoff. Mike's but hard. <laughs> what is it called? Boofing? Boofing? Boofing, I think. <laughs> Boof a Smirnoff ice. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I love y'all. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hope you're doing well on this day. This day. Or night. (laughs) I I didn't want to drop a weekday because, like, what if they're listening on another day? On the weekend, like, SZA's uh, platinum uh, non-single that we made. Platinum. We we made that platinum. It was just me and Sam. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those plays. Just us. Just us too. <laughs> okay. So we are doing um, an, a recap from the event that we went to. It's been a few days after. I'm back in the Bay Area and Sam just came home from work. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, we just wanted to say hello and do a brief recap of the overall event and then our top three movies that we just kind of want to dissect and that we enjoyed. But we liked a lot of movies outside of these three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the event that we went to, just quick recap, was the Central American Film Fest at the Los Angeles Film School this past weekend, November, I think it was the 3rd through the 5th. Yes. And yeah, it was really awesome, really well put together. Apparently it's the third one that went on. First time hearing about it, actually, for me. Mm. I heard about it. It was the second time for me hearing about it because I lived in a house with a bunch of film majors uh, in college. Mm. So uh, I saw a flyer that someone had. And I was like, what? And I couldn't go because it was in L.A. And I was at Santa Barbara and it was on the weekend. I don't know. I just couldn't go. But yeah, I'm really happy that I like busted the mission to get there. And we met some fun people. We like ran into people we knew, which was funny. Yeah. Like, obviously. <laughs> we also met Dichos de un Bicho, who followed me on Twitter because I shouted him out for getting his art uh, stolen because it was the the super cute. I had actually never really heard about Dichos de un Bicho until this summer that one of my good friends pointed them out to me and showed me some of their artwork. And then seeing them at the event, like or seeing their art first, I was like taken back. I was like, "Oh crap! This is my, what my friend told me about. This is really awesome." I texted them on the spot, just like, "Hey, I'm seeing some of the art of that person." Ended up grabbing a sticker of theirs also. And then when they did an introduction of the artist, it's like, "Hey everyone, you know, this is like someone who did the painting, someone who did this." And then it's Dicho Zion Vicho, and that I was like, "What? Like he's actually here? Like I thought he was just gonna bring the art in and." that's it you know like because i don't know i feel like social media people you don't really see them too much like their faces <laughs> zyra was at the event too she follows me on twitter also oh what yeah she she, she runs the central american art it's not is it art beauty? central american beauty beauty she's she's beautiful uh but yeah she was i saw a pic of her there so I was like, oh, but she was there on uh, Friday in the opening. Sam and mm. I just went on Saturday. And yeah, we were there pretty much all day except for the final feature film. Because we had yeah. to bounce. And we like low-key got lit in Koreatown for like a minute with our <laughs> other friend. <laughs> but it was good. And then I, I loved meeting him. And I just loved meeting everybody and like seeing just the, the people, the filmmakers how weird some of the movies were. Some of them were just so weird. Some of them were amazing. And, like, I learned so much. Just, like, historically, but also seeing people, like, in the industry that have been putting shit together that we, like, don't know about at all, but they've been hustling for years. So, oh, and then one more thing. I left my Hydro Flask. Hydro Flask gang. <laughs> <laughs> I left my Hydro Flask at the at the LA Film School because that's where the event was at. And I called like two days later because I realized I did I lost it because I'm like lame. And the film school was like, oh, we probably threw it away. I was like, it's a metal water bottle. It's like a thermos. And they were like, oh, well, we probably still threw it away. And I was like, fuck, y'all are shady. 
So I uh, actually emailed the the event uh, info email, and they have it, like which goes to show that Central American people will always have your back. Because I legit was <laughs> or, sad. Was like a... <laughs> or they'll always pick up a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Yo. Yo, free water bottle? Me, and it's though. light blue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a gift because I, I ain't gonna drop forty bucks on a water bottle, yo. But that water bottle is everything. So hydroflask, gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you want to start um, talking about our first movie, Sam? Yeah. Okay. So our first movie, well, like Sandra mentioned, we loved a lot of the movies. A lot of them we thought were weird or very off-putting. Like, some of them were just there because they were made by Central American folks, not necessarily because they had to deal with Central American issues. But the, one Or of that... some of them... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. One of them actually didn't even, wasn't even made by a Central American man. It was made by a Latino man. We, we talked about how weird it was oh, think, yeah. earlier. But she, the only Central American was, like, this random background character. Like, yeah. <laughs> remember, she, like, came up on stage and we're like, you were literally... In the back of the whole movie. And I was yeah. like, okay, whatever. Get your coin, girl. Like, all of them get their coin. But, like, it was weird. It was a little awkward. They came for, like, the, the movie, and then they all, like, bounce. Yeah, it was, like, like they were 20 all of them. for an event, like, a premiere, and then they bounced immediately after. But, <laughs> I mean, shout out to them for that publicity. Sepa. Yeah. I know. Um, okay, so the first movie that we really liked was Jose. It was directed by these film students at USC, the University of Spoiled Children. Um, <laughs> wow, shade. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't know. I just it reminds me too much of like our high school. Like it's just ugly. The colors. <laughs> it's literally like was it red and gold? Yeah. <laughs> we graduated at USC. Yeah. I don't know. I just have this connotation of it being like ugly. But anyways, um, yeah, these film students there, um. We didn't really catch their names, but they're, like, recent grads. And they paired up with an organization, the Center for Restorative Justice Works, to do a film. And um, they focused on this migrant, Jose, who was in prison 22 years ago. And he was released in 2015, so 22 years before that was 93, I believe. And, um, yeah, so he hadn't been out since the 90s, and it was just really awesome i don't know like i really liked it because it depicted two stories one of the you know reintroduction into society as well as the like migrant struggle that goes along with that and i thought that was a really interesting perspective just because you know all too often we hear about detention centers and all that but we don't really hear about reintroduction especially coming from like a prison system as well yeah it also was really awesome just because jose was like really really chill and just very humble very warm was the the word i'd use to describe him just because he was like very positive about you know even though he went through a lot of things over those 22 years he didn't really seem let down by it he was just ready to get back out there and do his thing and contribute to society as much as he could yeah what i really loved about the movie i would say is how much they you know it was technically about they explained the students that it was supposed to be a partnering of an organization and basically talking about this organization. And, like, the organization was definitely, like, mentioned, but literally, like, probably four times. The whole movie was genuinely about Jose, which I guess uh, I would say he is 
he is very heavily involved with this organization, the Center for Restorative Justice Works, and everybody loves him there. And I mean, for obvious reasons, he is such an amazing, like you said, warm energy. And it was so great at just showing these small little details, just all these reactions that make someone the person that you really love and enjoy as your friend. Just, you know, those little quirks that they have. And it made you really think of Jose as like your friend, someone that you really want the best for him. And the whole movie was about, was kind of centered around this process that he was going through of taking off his ankle bracelets so in the movie he only had two but he mentioned because there was a Q&A after that he had three ankle bracelets which already shows just like how ridiculous the system is that there needs to be three fucking ankle bracelets on this dude like y'all can't even be efficient enough to put one like so (laughs) it was just like ridiculous and he also showed he would always have his backpack with him and it, it had literally every single one of his legal documents his work permit, his bail bond letter, his everything, literally everything. If he lost that bag, like, he would have been mm-hmm. done. And that's why he always had it with him, and he always, like, clinged to this bag. And there's a lot of uh, scenes on uh, LA Metro, which is, like, very nostalgic for me, because uh, <laughs> I yeah. lived on public transportation, basically. And he was everywhere. He was going all over LA, going to the valley, going to downtown, going to Korea town. It's all over the place. And uh, it also showed um, him kind of talking about restoring his relationship with his mother. Him, the reasons why he left in Salvador, and the big one was domestic violence. Uh, and it was it was great. Oh, and within the movie, it was like I was like kind of tripping. They, they showed the reaction of Jose reacting to the movie because it was for a class. Yeah. So there was like an event for this community films class. That was a GE for the students, by the way. And it was just him being so excited for this event. So it was just layers of like movie watching. And it was kind of a trip for a sec. But it was really, <laughs> I don't know, it was so great. And he was such a amazing energy in the room and he had just he was about to finish his uh last few classes at uh cc and he was gonna transfer soon and everyone was happy and proud of him and he has done so much for himself and he's also being a speaker and helping um youth that are susceptible to kind of being taken in by the school to prison pipeline and all of that so it was just it was a really good film and just seeing the actual people and even the, the students too it was mm-hmm. interesting because the filmmakers were two asian uh students and one latina i don't know if she was uh, mm-hmm. central american or not but it was just interesting that uh, it was just such a random pairing they became so close and you can tell that they this jose is like mm-hmm. 44 or like 45 like he's an He's like a middle-aged man and these young uh, 20-year-olds where they just became homies. And it was it was so beautiful. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really awesome when they all went up on stage and they're like greeting each other like old friends who hadn't seen each other in a while. It was just like, you can tell that this wasn't just a film that they had to do for this class. You know, this is something that they genuinely grew to love and really 
grew to care for him, I believe, if beyond just the subject, you know, they were really there for him and, like, really going through the whole process with him. And I don't know, I feel like we also got to see some parts of the process that we don't normally get to see as well. And when they were talking about work permits, I was all, like, hyped up because, you know, that's what I do at my job all the time. But then when they're talking about, you know, the, the work that the Center for Restorative Justice Works does, it was just interesting because it's not something we hear about you know we hear about people getting reintroduced to society but not necessarily how they go about that or how they have to have these bracelets on them all the time or how they have to sign in and sign out if not then they're in trouble how they have to have a parole officer visit them every so often and i don't know it's just really eye-opening in a sense but i don't know it's also disgruntling just because you're hearing about how fucked up the system is and how i don't know oppressive and invasive it is at the same time and how it works with like immigration and just you know you talk about intersectionality that film had it all (laughs) yeah it definitely did i love it okay sam do you want to introduce the next film yeah all right so since we were at the central american film fest oh we didn't mention where jose's from he's from el salvador i think maybe you mentioned that actually and so a lot of films um, had to do with like different countries in Central America. And so the next one was actually a country on Belize. And um, we don't generally hear about Belize a lot of the time in Central American discussions. I feel like there's a lot of erasure around Belize. So it was really awesome to actually see a film about it. So this film was called Mana and it was directed by D.E. Hyde. And so the whole film is just, you know, this man going about his day or like, I guess his daily life and how he's a fisherman, eats a bunch of seafood, which looked amazing. Like, I really wanted to be there and just eat some of that food with him just because it was like right out the ocean. You know, he's just fishing, scaling the fish himself and gutting them and doing the whole thing with like, you know, conchas or whatever it may be and just chilling, hella chilling and just going through his day, listening to the rainfall. The only sound throughout it was, like, news reports, I believe, also. So it's really just, like, a silent film, but not quite silent, I guess. Yeah, so it's capturing the touristic aspect of it, things that attract people to Belize. And, I don't know, I thought it was really, really, I don't know, I think humble, and at the same time, just, like, this is how a lot of people live their lives in Central America before, like, oppressive governments got involved. Yeah, the man, he was Afro-Belizean, mm-hmm. Afro-Belizean, <clears throat> from what I can remember. And he was on his, there was no other person in the film, it was just him. And mm-hmm. a big chunk of the film was him looking out into the ocean and seeing cruise ships pass by. Um, not super yeah. close, but, you know, close enough that you could obviously see him. And also cruise ships are freaking massive. And he would, like, wave to them. It was funny. and he was just always living his life like just kicking back you know sustaining himself Mm -hmm. just living by the ocean and it was beautifully shot everything was the colors was amazing just how everything Mm -hmm. looked like oh central america it's so beautiful the caribbean you know it was amazing and i think it was it's a really good contrast of just uh, what you mentioned earlier of just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, capitalism and then it kind of seeing what it was before to now, you know, and it's, this man is like living, catching fish, doing his thing, living his day by day. And yeah. right next to him are 
hundreds of cruise ships that pass by him probably every year, you know? And mm-hmm. just, like, this massive city on, a, on the ocean. It's just, like, uh, all that kind of, like, gluttony and all this just, like, you know? It's literally, well, cruise yeah. ships, from what I think, are, like, this is a bunch of food <laughs> <True>. and alcohol <laughs> and, like, probably a lot of old people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and it's just, like, a really good contrast. Mm-hmm. And at the end, there's a there's a twist. So he's just, he ends up finding a box. And he opens it up because it's like, what? Why is there a box here? And like, this styrofoam box. Or two of them. And he opens them. Yeah. And it's bags of cocaine. Which is kind of like, uh. To me, it was kind of like a, why? And, you know, it was such a, like, beautiful, po- mm-hmm. kind of just like a positive, really pretty, like, picturesque movie. And then you end it yeah. with this, like, plot twist. So he finds boxes of cocaine. Which, you know, which is kind of like, come on, you know, pushing on that narrative of, like, we're all just drug traffickers, and that's yeah. that's all that happens in that region, is, like, tourism and drugs, but that's kind of, like, what got me, and then, it I don't know, it kind of felt out of place, just, like, how amazing the movie was, and then this, like, and it, it ended right after he finds yeah, these drugs. Yeah, literally right after. So I really liked it up to that part, so I'm like, okay, what was literally the point of this, though, like? We don't know what's happening with these yeah. guys. Like, <laughs> he obviously didn't bring them. It didn't like, add anything. Did they come yeah. from the cruise ship? I mean, that's what it seemed like, just because <laughs> the only thing he sees in the ocean is the cruise ship. And so the only, like, thing right? coming from outside is, you know, you know. Yo, but that's, that's the metaphor, dude. Too. Literally, like, capitalism, just like, that's how it starts, yeah. man. They're the ones that want it. They they are supplying the, the demand mm-hmm. and we you know, and I guess yeah, they're the team, ones you know. coming here. The and initial the supply. These things here too. And it's just like it's clearly a foreign presence. That's Damn, what I got see? from it. I was like, this is clearly something outside of his world, which I think was like the yeah, the, like you know, they're like you know the scorpion tail, like you know their picatazo. Of just like this is a foreign presence right here. Mm-hmm. Like, drugs weren't in Belize like, all the time, so like know that this is coming from outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely like a foreshadowing of the evils of yeah. the West. <laughs> well, it was still a really beautiful movie. And shout out to D.E. Hyde. Uh, and I wish, I was trying to look for the name of the man in the movie, but I couldn't find it, sadly. Um, but our final movie, which was mine and Sam's favorite movie, and I think the favorite movie yeah. of a lot of people. It was... It was so great. It is called mm-hmm. Mi Tesoro by Michael Flores. Yeah. We should do a quick like little introduction of what the crowd was like throughout the, the day to like, contrast it with how this movie made everyone feel too. So throughout the day everyone was just, you know, watching the movies, clapping when they end or whatever. Except for like the end of the LGBC one where everyone took a second mm-hmm. to clap, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But um yeah. But, like, everyone's just, you know, very, very polite the whole time, clapping when it ends. But then this one, it's like, oh, well, you know, they obviously, like, chuckle when something funny happens or, like, oh, when something cute happens. But with this one, it was like everyone was, you know, laughing out loud, you know, doing their thing, really getting engaged with it and just really vibing with it. And at the end, there were, like, the most questions for the Q&A section and everyone was just ecstatic by the end of it, which was really awesome. (laughs) But I think it also had to do with demographics. Just because the film was set in El Salvador, and I feel like a lot of people were Salvadorian in the audience. Yes. 
I also feel like he low-key brought a bunch of his family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of his family <laughs> was in the crowd, which is cool. Uh, which is amazing. You know, bring everybody, right? Uh, there was this one... Mm-hmm. Oh my god, remember that one lady sitting in the front? I, I don't think she was related to him, but she was just like, Yes! La Libertad! <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the actual plot of this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mi Tesoro is about this uh, a woman. She, like, does custodial services in, I think, a historical museum in San Salvador. And mm-hmm. the woman is played by Elgi... La, la... Oh, my God, I can't even say this. Okay. La Reinaga. La Reinaga. No, La Reinaga. Yo, I don't know if there's an Enya there or not. Whatever. La <laughs> La Reinaga. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, she is this woman who sees these like ancient, not ancient, they were from the Civil War, documents that mm-hmm. are presented at the museum and she steals them and basically becomes a criminal and a fugitive because there is a map uh, connected by all the sheets if you put them together in the right order. And she goes down to La Libertad, uh, San Diego, and El Salvador. This is in El Salvador. And she is trying to find this, like, treasure with the map to get enough money to be able to take back her son, who's a baby. And she runs into this man. She knows him, um, played by Carlos Cordova, who uh, he, I don't know, what does he do? I don't know what he actually does in the film, like, what if. I don't know. He's just a man that she knows yeah, that fixes houses. I feel like he's just taking care of guy. Yeah. yeah, I think he might be fixing houses. El hermano Abel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's another character in this movie named Hermano Abel, and he's an old man. He's he doesn't really speak at all actually throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. They go and they team up, and she convinces him to kind of go find this treasure, and they find it. And it's a it's in three parts. This movie is a Salvadorian spaghetti western, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. The the most recent, I guess, current western movies that I can think of are like kind of Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino movies. <laughs> uh, so it was refreshing to kind of just see this beautiful. First of all, the colors in this movie. That's like the first thing I think about. The colors, just amazing, mm. super saturated. Like you know, like you go to El Salvador, it's like the jungles and all the the leaves and that's just beautiful greenery and that's like what i remember the most visually about the movie and it's split into three parts and it's it's just like a you know beginning middle and end and it's just so great and there's so much humor and the banter between um berta and nacho those are the two main characters it's just so funny (laughs) and they use (laughs) boceo which is awesome they use boceo and caliche and they're just like she they're so funny just like everything about them the way that they carry themselves and these two actors who are by the way from el salvador uh they are they're amazing and uh our, the director had a q a afterwards and he discussed their background and their background is like pretty amazing as well yeah so egli the main woman in the film i'm not gonna butcher her last name i know dude so (laughs) 
So um, she uses acting to assist women suffering from domestic violence. So it's really awesome that she teaches acting and kind of as a coping mechanism, but as an outlet also for a lot of emotions that, you know, women who suffer from domestic violence might not be able to articulate on the daily. And so I, I don't know if she does programs for that exactly. Yeah, she's she works at an organization that kind of, and she like runs just these like workshops and these like, I think it's like a weekly group just like a like a theater theater troupe kind of thing oh that's really awesome actually Mm -hmm. yeah and then carlos cordova is a street performer as michael jackson's spider-man that studied acting from reading books so he's just you know street performer who started out from humble beginnings and then now he's like doing his thing out there getting shot in these independent films and just you know really making it yeah, yeah, he was, um, he read, like, he literally studied to become an actor. So he would do the, like, street performing, like, what you see on Hollywood Boulevard. <clears throat> and he just, like, that's how he learned his craft, and also just, like, by reading tons of books. And the director, I took, like, very extensive notes on this. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, the director's name is Michael Flores, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned it, I feel like I did. But he discussed how... He literally filmed this in two weeks. It's like, uh, how, I don't know, it was around like 30 to 40 minutes. And he recruited these these actors like in El Salvador. He like found them. He had the script and everything on site. Like he just had the script and they were like, okay, we're going to go. And then they did it. And they found everything and they filmed it. And it's like, you couldn't even tell because that was such an amazingly meticulous movie. Like, there was just so many details mm-hmm. in it. They're so funny. <laughs> like, uh, the watch, there's like a scene with a yeah. watch and a Bluetooth that is hilarious. I don't want to kill this movie, even though I don't know when people are going to actually see it. But it's so good. And the music is, is perfect. He talks a lot about the mm-hmm. music. Uh, and he took a lot of classics from just like El Salvador's golden age of music and the one that he talked about the most was uh, La Compa Roxana by Los Torregoses de Morazan and it was revolutionary music and uh, guerrillera, guerrillera music and he was very focused on music being kind of what he grew up with listening with his parents his family those kinds of classics and it was so it was just so beautiful like, i don't even know how to describe how how everyone was so engaged with it and everyone loved it man everyone was just like so proud of this dude and i was like yes you did it this is amazing <laughs> I mean, that's how I felt, too. I was just like, wow, this is really beautiful. Because, you know, I grew up hearing a lot about my mom talking about how things were in El Salvador. And just seeing this movie really made me, you know, feel like I was there and just, like, see what she was feeling at the time. And I don't know, it was really, really, really well put together. Yeah. You know, in contrast to the ones that, you know, might not have had a lot to do with Central America. This one definitely did. And it, I don't know, it's just, uh, you know strung out tale from another country that we don't generally think about or hear these stories told about mm-hmm. uh, it's just a different perspective on history which i thought was really refreshing honestly mm-hmm. he definitely did i don't know if he intentionally did but he there was a good amount of topics that i feel like 
Central American Twitter is always kind of talking about. Uh, and one, the two big ones that come out to me is how uh, a big part of the movie, why it was so comedic, was that he was mentioning that he wants to, he talks about the stories that his parents kind of told him growing up, and how a lot of these stories are, like, crazy, like, traumatic, but his family talks about them laughing and, like, with joy and how... A lot of these stories, even though there are like there's death and there is a lot of violence, they look mm-hmm. on the bright side of things and they don't make themselves victims. You know, they just went through it, and you can really see that in the movie. He, there's also another thing that he mentioned that his own actors asked him if they shouldn't use voceo or caliche. And to use a more, like, formal version of Spanish, which is also kind of, like, interesting that they asked for it. And he was like, no, what the fuck? No, you're going to speak however you speak, you know? Like, we're filming in El Salvador, like, this is what it's going to be about. And the people Mm -hmm. in El Salvador speak like this. So even just, like, that, like, the rejection of Ocel from people in El Salvador, because they see him as, like, an American director, right? Or a central, Mm -hmm. like, a Salvadorian-American director. And even already wanting to present this front, you know? Like, already thinking mm-hmm. that with him. So, just that kind of, like, hegemony of just, like, the proper Spanish or just, like, Mexican Spanish or Castellano or anything like that. Uh, and them already kind of expecting to be told that their Spanish needs to be changed. So I really like that those topics were just kind of touched upon, even though he may have not intentionally done that, but it was definitely appreciated by me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we definitely read into like some of the finer points, just because as you mentioned, Central American Twitter does talk about different topics that we didn't really hear about before, like the rejection of Oseo. And I think it was really great to see that coming from him just mentioning how his you know how he got these actors and everything and i don't know i think it was really awesome just the fact that he was like no this is gonna be how it's gonna be done like you're gonna do it how you normally speak and then it felt very very natural just because it felt like these actors were i don't know i felt like they were actually really good friends from a long time you know like it didn't really feel like they were two people hired to act like friends it felt very much like he just filmed this you know, friend group going on an adventure. Yeah, this was easily the best acting of all the films, for sure. Like, this was easily the, in my opinion, the best acting. A lot of the other films were documentaries and stuff like that, but from the actual narrative kind of stories, this was, in my opinion, the highest quality acting. It was just so natural and fluid, and they, the two uh, main characters, Berta and Nacho, had great chemistry. I uh, they were so great. Like, it was phenomenal. And I ain't trying to be extra or anything because this is like a sobbing yeah. movie. Like, it was genuinely great. And I think any Central American would really appreciate this movie. He even talked about it that he knows that he's watching with Central Americans because mm-hmm. non-Central Americans don't laugh at specific jokes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or just specific kind of tropes that he kind of, like, sprinkles in that only central americans would know he's just so comedic like the timing and everything 
And mm-hmm. I think the best piece of advice that he kind of gave out that, you know, everyone talks about like, oh, just, just do it, just do it. And I'm like, whatever, that's not really helpful. I think he said something extremely helpful. He said that you need to write for five years before you even try touching a camera, which I thought was amazing. Because you can tell that he really took that to heart because his story was just so well put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> movie of the year. Basically. Yeah, that's a that's our third movie. So, um, well, we didn't put a song in the beginning like we said we were going to do that because we kind of started on the road. But Sam uh, sent me a song, so we're going to close out with the song instead, tonight, today. <laughs> and he's... This episode? Yeah, this episode. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Too lit. Um, and the song was the by the Supremes, and it's Come See About Me, which is, I thought, a really nice song to send me, and I was really happy that you sent that to me, Sam. You want to talk about that? Uh... Yeah, so I actually heard this song for the first time this year. One of my friends, when I studied out in San Diego, she'd always have um, oldies playing. Like, it wasn't even just that, like, there were other radio stations. She just happened to love the oldie station. And so I heard all of these songs. Like, you know, I heard a lot of Prince. I heard Supremes. I heard, I don't know, just a bunch of oldies. And it was just really awesome to hear all these different artists coming up. And just, I don't know, like, I, I like them. I guess I'm a hipster like that. And The Supremes was, like, one of the artists that stood out all summer long for me. And, I don't know, Come See About Me was just this really cute song about, like, asking this boy to come see about you because you miss him. And just, like, I don't know, it's really cute, really uplifting, really warm. And then it's only two minutes long, which makes me mad because it's, like, I want to hear the song for hours. <laughs> and then I replay it and replay it and people get tired of it. But, oh. Yeah, I, I love it. It's a, it's a great song. It is very happy, and I've been having kind of a rough week, so I'm excited that you sent something so bright and, like, sunshiny. It's super cute. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about, I'm like, what song should I choose? What kind of vibe do I want to give the listeners of my music taste? Mm -hmm. I I feel like The Supremes is, like, eloquent enough of, like, oh, he knows his abilities, and at the same time, like, oh, it's so cute. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, it was it was a good choice for sure.
But yeah, that's it. And that's that's this episode. And now I can go ahead and close it off. Give you all the bendición, as per usual. <laughs> and <laughs> so, um, I just want to say that I hope y'all are having a great time so far. You know whether it's because you're listening to this or because you're just having a great day or even if it's been a rough day I hope it gets better honestly and I hope you take the time to cultivate the right kind of energy around you and the right kind of space where you're able to feel comfortable around people around you or around yourself if you don't have the comfort feeling comfortable around yourself and just you know really put in the the energy to just feel good you know it takes so much to feel good nowadays there's so much things we're being bombarded by all this like negativity and news all around us so i think it's good for us to put a conscious effort into actually feeling good and so i just really want to wish y'all a better time if it's been a rough time an awesome time if you're having a great time because hey who doesn't love you and better vibes honestly and yeah keep doing your thing keep being you keep being authentic in any way you can be and keep encouraging others to be as authentic as they can be as well because we all love that and we all need more of that nowadays so thank y'all yo dude i know that this is for like everybody but high key i've had a rough week scorpio season is in full force and this <laughs> like i was just like thanks Sam. i needed this <laughs> <laughs> oh i love i love you so much but oh, I love you too. Okay. Well, tune in next week when we talk about Maciando. <laughs> <laughs> okay, disclaimer. Throughout this episode, my mom was making pastelitos in the background. So if you heard any like, ta, 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 or like clapping in the background, it was my mom amasando in the background. <laughs> it was not Sam shaking his ass in the background. It was his mom Maciando. I can't make it clap like that. Yo, I really wish I could, but I definitely. <laughs> not enough booty yet. definitely not there <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> alright but yeah next week we're gonna talk about Amasando hope y'all are there <laughs> okay goodbye bye